as well. If you can turn with me please in God's word to Matthew, Matthew's Gospel chapter 13. Matthew's Gospel chapter 13, I want to take the reading from verse 47. Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 down to verse 50. Matthew chapter 13, reading from the King James Version of the Scriptures, verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yea, Lord. Amen. We know the Lord will add his blessing uh, to the reading of his word. We'll just unite together in prayer and we'll seek the Lord uh, at this time. Ask the Lord uh, for his help. Our Heavenly Father and our eternal God, we look to thee, Lord, for thy help just now. We pray, O God, that thou wilt write thy word upon our heart. We confess, O God, without thee we can do nothing. We need the Spirit of the living God to fall afresh upon each and every heart. We pray, O God, this day we need a word from thee. Lord, thou dost know all the hearts that have assembled this day. And Father, we pray, O God, at the end of this day, we ask of thee, O God, that there be souls who will make their calling and election sure. We pray, O God, souls will know this day if they have Christ as their Saviour. We pray, O God, that will do work in the hearts of men and women this day. Lord, save in this house, we pray. And, O God, cause thy people to rejoice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we come to Matthew chapter 13, the Lord Jesus is teaching his disciples and the multitudes gathered truths relating to the end of the age. The Lord Jesus, when teaching, he did so by parables, which literally means to throw alongside. And so a parable is something meaning to throw alongside. In other words, in teaching the truth, the Lord then illustrated that truth by using an object lesson alongside or to go with his message so that his hearers would understand the connection that what the Lord was teaching and then have it apply to their own lives. Just as we preach the message and the message is applied to your life at the end of every service. You know what you ought to be doing. And so verse 50, at the end of the parable, Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood all these things? Do you understand everything that I have said to you? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord, they understood. In Matthew chapter 13, 
there are parables known as the kingdom parables. They refer, they relate to the kingdom of heaven on earth. And that's why you hear the beginning of the parables, you'll read the words, the kingdom of heaven is like, or the kingdom of heaven is likened. I want to draw your attention to verse 47. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. This parable is known as the parable of the net or the parable of the dragnet that goes from verse 47 through to verse 50. That is because the word Christ uses for net is the very word dragnet. This was a large net that was cast into the sea. And as it was dragged through the sea, it uh, caught very large fish. And in this parable, the Lord's teaching concerns both the saved and the lost. Those who hear the same gospel message while living in the world and, in a sense, attending the same visible church. The visible church is that local assembly as such as this, that which we see with our eyes. It is mixed with those who are truly saved and those who are not saved. The visible church is full of both professing believers and pretending sinners. We see that in the life of Judas, one who was part of the visible church. He was gathered among the disciples of the Lord, and yet he heard the preaching of Christ. He was with Christ, and yet he did not possess Christ. He died a guilty sinner. You see, within this visible church, I can see everyone now. I can see you're in a building, and you can look at one another. But I cannot see your heart. I do not know today who is saved and who is lost. Someone could ring me and say, was so-and-so at church today? And I can say, yes, they were. And I'm just using that as an example. But the same person could say, do you know so-and-so, are they saved? And I would have to say, I don't know. Because I cannot see the heart unless... Someone has come and said to me, Preacher, I'm saved by the grace of God. I'm born again of the Spirit of God. And so in this parable, as the Lord teaches the multitude, he warns of a future day when he will come again and he will separate false professors from pretenders. He will sever, he will separate the wicked from the just. And he illustrates it this way, that a net was cast into the sea and it gathered every kind of fish, the good fish and the bad fish. And there was this separation of the two. And I pray today, as we go through this parable, and as we end with the Saviour's words, do you understand this? I trust you'll be able to answer the Lord. I understand. And you will either say, Lord, I'm not saved and I need to be saved. Or you will say, I understand, but I reject so great salvation. 
Notice first of all, the seeking for sinners. The Lord said the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea. The Lord's purpose on earth is to build his church. For that reason, Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That was his saving mission. And therefore, the very fact that the souls of men and women need to be sought after and rescued by the Lord reveals their lost condition. In this parable, the sea represents the world of darkness. And that's why the net is cast into the sea to gather the fish. And so this world is where we teach the gospel. This world is where we share the gospel. This world, in a sense, is where we cast the gospel net. It represents the world of darkness because in this world, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The Apostle Paul, in speaking of the spiritual darkness of this world, he said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, the darkness of this world. Isaiah 57, verse 20, said the wicked are like the troubled sea, which cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. And so here are the wicked. They have no rest because they sin against God. Now notice further in this parable, the Lord speaks uh, of the bad fish. And in a sense, he's using this as his illustration to teach about the natural state of man. Just as there's good fish and there's bad fish, in a sense, uh, the fish are caught the good ones are kept, the bad fish are cast away. So the Lord is teaching that by the bad fish, if you want to put it like that, represents fallen humanity. Those who are cast away, they represent those who are lost. This word bad, used in verse 48, literally reads corrupt. So you could read it that way, the bad cast away the corrupt are cast away it's a word that means rotten that is the word that means uh, putrefied it is the same word the savior used again in another parable where he was teaching the same truth only this time instead of using good fish uh, or using fish to symbolize bad and good he used a good tree and a corrupt tree and he said this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 17, A corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. And so that's the word corrupt, that is the word bad. Verse 18, Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Uh, and then verse 50, uh, Psalm 51, verse 3, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt or bad are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. And so here is the spiritual state of all mankind as God judges it. You see, we don't judge it that way. 
We don't judge ourselves as bad, as corrupt, as wicked, as evil. We see ourselves as, well, I'm not just too bad. Or compared to someone else, well, I'm not just as bad as them. But when you see our lives as God sees it, he sees us as corrupt, as vile, as rotten. In fact, men need the gospel because we are rotten to the core, unable to please God, unable to do that which is spiritual good. Isaiah writes about this corruption from the sole of the foot, even onto the head, there is no soundness in it. And that word soundness is the word healthy. In other words, there is no healthy state of man. He's vile, he's rotten, he's sinful, he's wicked but full of wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. That's how we stand before God. Now, that's how we don't see ourselves. But as before God, our holy God, our righteous God, we are as but putrefying wounds. We reek before a holy God. And therefore, the gospel must be preached. The net must be cast in this world of darkness because the gospel is the power of God on the salvation to everyone that believeth. Paul said, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Therefore, child of God, catch that evangelistic fire and cast out the gospel net, yes, here in London and further afield. Keep fishing for souls. Keep laboring for the master because to fish for souls is a work of patience. Oh yes, just as in natural fishing, there is patience. You could fish and fish and fish for hours and hours and hours. And maybe not catch anything and come back again. Or maybe catch one at the end of a day. And so it is in fishing for souls. You keep casting out the net. You keep laboring. You keep toiling. Don't give up. I know you may feel like the disciples in Mark, Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Whenever they had finished the night of fishing, as in for literal fish, and they had put their boats docked and they were discouraged and the the Lord said cast the net back out and they said to him master we have toiled we have labored all night and we have taken nothing and maybe you feel like that as you go to speak to your family your neighbors your community those who are lost those in this world of darkness those who are corrupt those who are vile those you tell the gospel to and they call you names and say horrible things against you slam the door and say leave me alone don't give up keep casting out the gospel net keep sharing the gospel because the lord because the Lord has said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea. The Lord has taught his people to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go to this world of darkness and share the gospel, no matter how dark, how evil, how discouraging the day 
labor for the master. Because in this parable, the Lord is teaching that in this world of darkness, sinners need the gospel. Just as the nets cast into the sea to catch all kinds of fish, so as we share the gospel, we labor to see souls transformed by the gospel. Are you laboring for the Lord? When was the last time you told someone the gospel? When was the last time you invited someone to church? Or have you had that thought? I'm just not doing it anymore because so much rejection. Keep casting the net, the seeking for souls. Notice also, secondly, there is the salvation of sinners. Verse 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. As the Savior begins to speak, there are words of encouragement, words of assurance, words of motivation to cast the net out. Why? Because the net is not cast out in vain. Oh, you may feel it is, but it is not cast in vain. Because the Savior said in verse 48, When it was full, they drew it to shore. And so this net was full. And there was this great guarantee that as Christ would come into the world, he would save a multitude of sinners that no man would number. Christ's purpose for the salvation of sinners was guaranteed before the foundation of the world and securely paid for on earth on the cross when he gave his life a ransom for the many. Christ's business is to save. Our business is to spread the message that he is the mighty to save. And so when the net was brought, when the net was brought back, notice we learn uh, that in first it says there, um, the words, verse 48, when the net was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. Now we will get to that in a minute. But the word gathered is the word collected. They gathered the good. Notice that. Whenever the net was brought back to shore, this separation, they gathered, they collected the good. And the Lord shows that those whom he saves, he then calls good. He names them also in verse 49, the just, meaning the righteous, the the forgiven. Now, of course, no person is born spiritually good. But through grace, corrupt sinners who are gathered by the Lord become new creatures in Christ. And Galatians chapter 5 teaches that goodness is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a quality, a mark, a fruit that is belonging to one who is saved by the grace of God, brought into everlasting union with Christ, accepted by Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, who once unrighteous, once corrupt through sin, but now the Lord has gathered them 
And now the Lord has pardoned them. And he calls them good, just, righteous. To be just, to be righteous, is to have a legal standing with God. It is to be declared righteous by the court of heaven. It is a legal term. It's to have a position that is secure in Christ. It's a perfect pardon from the guilt of sin, having the debt of sin paid and the debt of sin blotted out. And here's the encouragement for evangelism. The Lord shows that the net coming fool and why the bad are cast away, the good are gathered, the good are collected, and he calls them the just. He's showing this, that the gospel is successful. In other words, the gospel cannot fail. Christ has promised to save a people, to gather a people, and they will be gathered. That's the thrill for evangelism. That's the thrill of every doctrine in the Bible. Let me tell you this. There's no doctrine in the Bible that ought to be a battleground. And I've said this before in this congregation. We rejoice in the doctrine of election. That God has saved a people, chosen a people, before the foundation of the world. And there are these People who don't know their Bible turn around and say that election hinders evangelism. And if you believe in election, God elects sinners, you shouldn't evangelize. That's a load of nonsense. The very fact election is in the Bible, it gives me every hope and motivation to evangelize. Why? Because I know there's a people that he has purposed and planned to save. I'm not going out to the streets from Wimshot. I know God has a people he's promised to save. And as I preach the gospel, as I cast the net out, he will save his people. Because my business is to cast it out. His business is to save them. And so when this net is brought to shore, there is a people. They're, they're called good. And he symbolizes it by the fish that is brought in. And so the net is cast out. It's brought every kind in of fish. Good fish, bad fish. The good fish are I hope you're some people are looking at me as if I've uh, something behind me here. I hope you're you're getting this. I hope this is this is clear. I'm not messing around with you here. Uh good fish and bad fish. The good are gathered in and the bad are cast away. And so I hope you, everybody gets that. This is the, the lesson that the Lord is teaching and he's symbolizing it by showing as the gospel is preached, he will draw his people to himself and also those who are not saved, they will be cast in a fut- away in a future day because all who come to the Father, all who come to Christ, he will in no wise cast out. He saves all who come to him. The gospel is a victorious message. It's a successful message. It teaches that the precious blood conquers and cleanses the foulest. It teaches that as we go into all the world and preach the gospel, we have all power. Because Paul said in Acts 18 verse 10, the Lord said to Paul, I am with thee. No man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city. 
And Paul could go to the city to preach because the Lord had told him there's a people there. There's no failure in the blood of Christ. And none for whom Christ's blood was shed will ever be lost. And when Christ returns on that great day, his elect, his just ones, will be gathered in. They will be counted for. Their names written in the Lamb's book of life. When the roll is called up yonder, they will be there. And believer, what a day that will be for you when the Lord Jesus returns, when he will gather you on to himself, when you will be forever with him. Can I ask, are you saved by the grace of God? Will the Lord's coming for you be a joyful day? Will you be gathered in or will you be cast away? Are you saved by the grace of God or are you not? Notice finally, there is the separating of sinners. Verses 47 through 49. As this net was cast out, gathered every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down. And gathered the good into vessels and cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. So here's the meaning. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked away from the just. When the fishermen had gathered their nets, they separated the bad fish from the good fish. And so Christ is teaching that when he returns, there will be a separation, a final separation. The Lord, by these words, is going to show the meaning of what he is saying by the good gathered and the bad cast away. As I said, in the net, as the gospel message is preached, there's both the bad fish and the good fish, just as there is in this local assembly. There's those saved and those lost. But there will be a day of separation when the good will be gathered and the bad cast away. So shall it be, the Lord says, at the end of the world. And that word world means the end of the age, the end of a period of time when the Lord comes back. He shall sever the wicked from the just. That word sever is the word separate. And so it is the severing of the unsaved from the saved. And this matter of separation, it stands out in many of Christ's parables. Again, here he's symbolizing it by the good fish, the bad fish. But we learn uh, in verse 38, there's the children of uh, the kingdom or the children of the wicked ones. So there he uses children. Uh, Matthew 25, verse 31, he shall separate them one from the other as a sheep divideth his sheep and the goats. So it's the same lesson taught, whether you use uh, fish, whether you use children, whether you use a tree, the wheat, the chaff, whether you use sheep and goats, it's all the same truth. There will be a day of separation and the unjust, the wicked, the bad, the corrupt, 
They will be severed. They will be separated from the just. Oh, what a day that will be when Christ returns. As the good, the saved, the just, the children of the kingdom, they will be gathered unto him. And there will be that public declaration, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in uh, to the joy. But there will be a declaration of the unsaved when they will be severed from the just. That word from, the preposition as you have before you, means away from. It means away from the midst of or away from the presence of. The ungodly will be separated, cut off, severed away from the presence of the just for all eternity. You see, up until this time, the good fish and the bad fish have been in the same net. And again, as we said, shows the, as the gospel message is preached, both the lost and the saved hear that same message. Both attend the same visible church. Both sit under the sound of God's be no acting. There will be no disguising. There will be no pretending. Sinners will be separated. They will be severed away from the presence of the just. Why? Where will they go? Verse 50. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And so do you see that parable? The good fish are gathered, but the bad are cast away. They're just thrown away. And so it is, they'll be relating it to the lesson, the Lord's teaching, the unsaved. They will be cast away into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And that will be a serious day. Unforgiven sinners will reap what they have sown. That word cast in verse 47 and verse 50 um, is refers to being say, cast away, thrown away. And where are they thrown away? Into the furnace of fire. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. They are cast into hell, into the fire, that never shall be quenched. Whenever a sinner is cast into eternal damnation, there will be no relief from the punishment, from the torture of hell. There shall be wailing. Do you see that sinner? On that day when you're cast away, when you're thrown away, when you're separated from the just, you will be cast into the furnace of fire where there will be darkness and there will be wailing. That word wailing is the word meaning great lamentation. It means crying, means screaming. It emphasizes the unbearable loudness. You ever heard a noise? That is unbearable. Maybe a scream of terror. And you say, oh, that went through me like that. And that's in hell. Wailing for all eternity. 
noises, sounds, screaming, unbearable, unending torment. Again, the gnashing of teeth, that is the grinding of teeth. And so such torments are there to show you that when you go to hell, sinner, you go to a place of judgment, of punishment, of wailing, of gnashing of teeth, a place of torture, a place of darkness, of wailing and gnashing of teeth. Christ is showing that hell is real. And I know we covered this in our Bible study the other week where there's people today who says hell does not exist. And even there are Christians who will say that hell doesn't exist as well. Some people will say that God will never cast anybody into hell. Sinners go to hell because of their sin. They've refused to come to Christ. And as the gospel has been preached and preached and preached, they still refuse and they still reject. And on that final day, it will be too late because they will be severed. They'll be taken away from the presence of the just and be cast into eternal damnation to torments that are unending. And sinner today, that is your end. Are you saved today or are you lost today? Again, closing with Christ's words in verse 50. Have ye understood all these things? Do you understand that if you die in your sin, you'll be cast into outer darkness Forever and forever. Child of God, do you understand? When the Lord returns, you will be gathered by him. Big difference, isn't there? Being gathered as being cast away. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. They understood. And what about you today? Do you understand? And what will you do about that? Will you realize hell is real and you need to have your sin forgiven? O sinner, look to Christ this day. Be saved this day and have your sin forgiven and know that not only are you saved on earth, but you're saved for all eternity. That when Christ returns, you will be gathered by him, with him. And sinner, learn, if you're not saved, you will be severed, cast away, separated into everlasting destruction. May the Lord write his word upon us.